Hi, Spanj. Hey. What's up? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. Because uh, I was gone. You were gone. Then I was gone. Yep. How And your Florida was good. Although we kind of got the gist of your Florida. Yep. The night parade. Yep, we did. My Florida was good. You guys. Little bungalows. Went on your romantic getaway. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, our 15-year anniversary two years later. Yes. <laughs> It was nice. It was really, I really like the place. Dude, you, Rebecca FaceTimed I me did. last weekend. Yes. It was so freaking cool. I feel like, uh, were there like celebrities or something there? I feel like that was like <laughs> the resort of freaking luxury. Uh, I can't even talk. I can't even talk. I, it's been I so, about it. I feel like royalty would vacation there. It was nice. And no, like all of the bungalows are pretty much the same. It's just the area. Like if you have like a garden or if you have a beach. So if you have beach, your little front porch faces the ocean, basically. And ours didn't. So we we had like the back garden instead of like the beach, whatever. But they had these private bungalows. Yeah. And it looked like dirty dancing. It was so cool. It was so cool. You know, like if you've seen the movie, how they're all lined up and that's yeah. everybody's at their own little cabins. I was like, oh my gosh, maybe she's going to meet the dance instructor and they're going <laughs> to fall in love and Josh can go fuck himself. And it just, it's going to be great. Nice. <laughs> See, but they didn't have that. They didn't have like the activities thing. Well, they had like, you could do yoga. Or you could go no, out on like kayaks they need and nightlife. That's what they yeah. They, they didn't have any really nightlife. They had a guy that would come in and play music, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, oh, they they wanted you in bed and shit shut down at like eleven, which is fine for me because we went to bed early every night anyway. Because you're up so early, and then you're just in the sun and drinking all day. Yeah, and so by the time you're and then you eat all day because everything's all inclusive. No, I gotta I gotta have stuff going on at night. And then I want to sleep all day. See, and that's what we were talking about. Because we were talking about, okay, who, if we were to come here, like, with a group of people, who would we bring? And I said, I, I think Angeline would like it, but I think that she might not. Because there's no, like, night action. There's no nightlife. There's no, like, dancing or anything. Yeah. The one that we went to in Cancun had, like, a had more nightlife. Even though it was couples only. But it was, still had more yeah. of, like, a nightlife action. Like, they would have a DJ at night and people could go and drink and not that i don't like sleeping because that's my favorite thing to do but i would like something going on at night so i can go party and then i want to sleep all day at the beach yeah that's where i want to get my sleep in oh yeah 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 and i don't have to drink during the day because i'll be sleeping but it's all inclusive yeah i'll I'll get my money's worth at night well not at this place (laughs) i still would like it yeah this this place is more of a relaxed vacation not like a go out party vacation i feel like they'd also kick me out for not allowing other guests to relax because i would be too obnoxious there were a, there were a few people like that there oh good that'll fit in with that a little bit obnoxious yeah josh and i just sat there leering at them i was kidding <laughs> oh you were those guys <laughs> no we didn't say we never said anything or anything it was funny but yeah it was we had a lot of fun it was good it was a nice getaway now Josh is looking for houses in the Keys. Oh, my gosh. I know. You're going to have to move down there so we can do the podcast. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. I can I can FaceTime you. Uh, I don't know if I can yeah. move. As much as I'd like to move to Florida. There's technology now, Angeline. We're good. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We did get a comment. 
And this is what <laughs> I was just talking about before. Because we keep recording so many in advance. Yeah. That we get, I get comments from people and then I don't get to talk about yeah. them until like two weeks later. So you were, ta- I don't even know how, I don't even know what this is in reference to. I think there was something in one of the podcasts where you said I would sit on his face or something like that. Um, who is that? Who are we talking Will about? Arnett. I said, I, wa- I want to sit on his face and let his deep voice vibrate <laughs> all over my lady bits is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> So then I got a comment from Brian that said Angeline can sit on my face. <laughs> Brian. Oh my yes. gosh. All right. Well, so there you go. Brian. A little offer. What would you like to say to Brian? I accept. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> Brian, if you want to just slide into Angeline's DM. <laughs> yes. Go right ahead. Come on down. Come on down for Angeline to sit on your face. Yes. Very nice. I'm flattered. And also, I'm here for a good time. (laughs) (laughs) What? Maybe Brian has a big penis. We don't know. Okay. Well. So maybe you won't just have to sit on just his face. I will sit on that too. I don't even know you. I've never seen your face, but I'm accepting. Oh this is just like love is blind. This oh is. This is. Oh my gosh. This is so crazy. Welcome to Love is Blind via I Can Be Your Mother. Yes. <laughs> Where Rebecca's making dreams happen. So. It's your week. It's my week. And we're starting our new series. March is reading month. <laughs> reading is fundamental. Yes. Um, so yeah, we decided to do celebrity biographies. Yes. So I'm going first because I read this book while I was on vacation. Oh my God. Just looking at the back cover. I'm like, I know, yes, right? Yes. The front and the back. God damn. He's so hot. God damn. <laughs> so hot. So I'm doing Rob Lowe stories. I only tell my friends. Now, what do you, what do you know about Rob Lowe? I know right now I want to masturbate to that book. <laughs> besides that that, i've seen his sex tape you have fuck yeah i have when i heard he had one i was like that's the first thing i did was google that shit i thought about after after reading and listening and all this other stuff i thought about looking it up but then it just felt too personal (laughs) i couldn't do it why i don't know it was i mean it was grainy 1980s because it was like vhs (laughs) yes like it wasn't it wasn't anything like great quality so like you couldn't make out like i mean you could see stuff Stuff. no hd (laughs) no 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 i mean you could he has the hottest body yes he's so cute yeah so i i just remember and i was i was telling josh today i said I don't know. I can't remember like when I first like thought about Rob Lowe or I mean, I know San Almost Fire is probably like what I know him most for, but I don't remember like, oh, it's Rob Lowe, you know? Oh, yeah, Rob Lowe. Like it was just always like Rob Lowe, you know, yeah. it wasn't like I had like this epiphany of, oh, my God, he's so, you know, I never he was just always there. Yeah. And then I realized like reading this, like how many of his movies I hadn't seen that I knew about, but I just, oh yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Like, it's totally weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How many have you seen? 
What I, have you seen? With him in it? Uh, like the first thing I ever saw with him in it was Tommy Boy. Oh, okay. And I, I like I didn't think anything of him because he was mean in that movie. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, I saw The Outsiders. See, I'd never seen The Outsiders. I now went into a deep Rob Lowe rabbit hole and watched a shit ton of movies that he was in. But yes. I've never seen St. Almost Fire. I know. I've never seen that. But I know he's in it. And that is like Primo Rob Lowe, I, I, which is what he talks about in the book. But yeah. What else have I seen? You have to see some. Austin Powers. Yeah. He's in, but that's later, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's after Tommy Boy, I think. Yeah, that's way later. My most favorite thing that he's ever done was Parks and Rec. Because mm-hmm. that shows. Did you watch the West legendary? Wing? No. Cause, you know what? Once Upon a Time, that was on Netflix, like 2010, 11 or whatever. Yeah. And my ex watched the whole entire series. Oh. And I was like, this is the most boring shit I've ever seen in my freaking life. I would rather blow my brains out than watch this. It was a good this. show. It was Josh's favorite show. Um, that says a Case lot. Case in point. Case in point. Thank you. No, it was, We're a, really, show it was a good time. show. I remember it being on. I remember, yeah. Okay, so let's just start with... God, he's so cute. I can't even talk about it. We have to cover that book up because it's doing things to me. So he's actually... He grew up in Ohio, like Dayton, Ohio. No kidding. Yeah, he moved when he was a baby to Dayton, Ohio. Lived there until he moved to California, which I think he was like getting ready to start seventh grade when he moved to California. But grew up in Dayton. Started acting at age eight in a little acting troupe there called Aww. peanut butter and jelly <laughs> so cute. that is cute <laughs> oh my God. um his mom and dad divorce if you know he has a brother chad Lowe, who also acts and was very cute as well i did not know he had a brother yeah he has two any of them my age no oh eh. um, sorry he has sons though oh i'm <laughs> googling that right now <laughs> make Get my phone out. <laughs> Let me look. John Owen and I want to say Matthew. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, close enough to my age. Yes. And there you go. Matthew Edward Lowe. Mm-hmm. Come to mama. <laughs> <laughs> You're so weird. I know. So, like, reading this book, it's like a weird Forrest Gump kind of life here. Oh. And so, like, he met Liza Minnelli when he was little. He met, like, all of these people. He dated Cary Grant's daughter. I mean, there was just, like, so many, like, run-ins. He talked about that on a podcast. Yeah. I remember that because he did a really good Cary Grant impression. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, just, like, all of these random run-ins reads like Forrest Gump. Totally like Forrest Gump. Oh, man, I got to read that. He moved to Malibu at like age 12. And he's like, he, he says it's not like the, the Malibu of now. It's like 1976 Malibu where it was like surfers, hippies, you Ooh. know, just not like anything it, that it is now. Yeah. And he never really like found a group that he fit in with. But he remembers like being he went to the market one day and there was a group of kids that were making a movie. And he's like, oh, my God, you know, you guys are actors, too. It was Chris Penn (laughs) was making a movie on the street with his best friend, Charlie, and his brother, Emilio, and his brother, Sean. (laughs) So these are the kids that he hung out with. Chris Penn, Sean Penn. Okay, I was like, did she mean Sean Penn? Because I have no no idea who that is. Sean Penn's brother. Who's Chris Penn? He's an actor, too. He was in Footloose. He was? I think so. I don't know who that is. 
Yeah, Chris Penn, Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez. Those were the group of kids that were making this movie that he started hanging out with. Also, Emilio. Hello. Emilio. <laughs> yeah. Emilio. I know. And so, they, yeah, so they're making this movie, and, and he's like, wow, you guys are actors, too. And Chris Penn is like, yeah. He goes, well, I mean, we're not, we're just, like, fooling around here, but, you know, Charlie's dad's an actor, and he's off in the Philippines right now making some movie, which was Apocalypse I was now. just about to say that. I was <laughs> yeah. like, you're in the Philippines. I know what that is. Exactly. And so then, like, the whole thing was, like, how it messed him up making that movie yeah. and stuff. And Yeah. So then... um. Like, all these weird chance encounters. He goes to a baseball game. Um, He's like, he goes, it was weird, like, Lord of the Flies back then. Like, you know, kids would just go off, which that's true. When I was growing up, it was like that, too. Yeah. Kids would just go off. And he's like, we would take a bus down to L.A. to go watch a Dodgers game. And, you know, our parents were nowhere to be found. The good old days. I know, the good old days, right? So they're they're at this Dodgers game. And they got into, like, I think a scuffle or something like that. And a, a guy was helping them out. And it turns out that this guy was like the head puppeteer for the Muppets and invited them to this to watch a taping of the Muppets, which Jim was a huge. De- no, it wasn't Jim Henson. Oh, it was a huge deal back then. So they went to the studio to watch this taping of the Muppets. But Jim Henson was doing Kermit the Frog when they were filming the Rainbow Song, Rainbow Connection what? for the Muppet movie. What? So they got to watch it. <laughs> I'm like, see, totally Forrest Gump, right? All Total because you got a fight. Yeah, and somebody helped you. And then what? his mom remarried and his stepdad, uh, brother-in-law and sister were into like animation back then. And it wasn't like real. It was like a precursor to like CGI that they were doing. And they were working on a movie and they invited them down to the set. And they were working on Star Wars. And so he got to see like early cuts of Star Wars. They were doing like the special effects stuff. And so he got to watch them film like the models as they were going through and like through the death star and stuff like that and he goes and then well later on we cut in the spaceship and he goes well, what does the spaceship look like and they're like oh it's over there and he looks over and it's the millennium falcon <laughs> it's like models of all of these things that they were shooting how does one person have so much luck exactly right this isn't it's even so fair weird. it's not even fair it's totally crazy totally crazy what so he wasn't really acting very much in Malibu. He was mostly just hanging out with them. He would go back to Ohio for summer for to spend with his dad, but peanut butter and jelly didn't want him in their troop anymore either. So what? he was kind of like, all right, well, this sucks. So he comes back. He starts doing, like, commercials. He did some commercial. He did a commercial with Regis Philbin. <laughs> and nice. Yeah. So he does, like, an, uh, he gets a pilot for a TV show. And I think they filmed for, like, one season. Like, overnight, like, it went crazy. Like, they, the studio audience, for, he said, the studio audience for the very next taping that we did after this show aired was filled with teenage girls. <laughs> and so they announce him, they introduce the cast, they announce him, and these girls start screaming. And they had to, like, try and quiet down the audience. And he goes, after that, there was nobody under a certain age allowed, under the age of 18 allowed in the studio audience because he blew up. Yeah. So then that show didn't last. Then he got the audition for Outsiders. Yes. And he said it was it was different than any other audition that he had been on because of the fact that he made all of everybody audition together in the same room. Yeah. 
So he that's Francis, not scary or I know Francis at all. For Coppola, because he so he's like, yeah, it was me, Emilio. Every kid you know in there was like trying out for parts in this. Yeah, he really wanted to be Soda Pop, which is what he ended up getting. But he's like, I wanted that because it had he had that big emotional scene at the end where he cries and this and that. And he goes, I just thought it was the meatiest role, and that that's what he read. Like that part of it was what he read. Yeah, in the audition. And so, like, Francis Ford Coppola would put people together, and he'd be like, okay, you read this part, you read this part. No matter, like, if that's the part yeah. that you're trying out for or not, he just wanted to see how they all interacted. And so he's like, Tom Cruise was super, super intense. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Even at, like, that, that young age. I believe it. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they all audition together. They all end up getting their separate parts and stuff yeah. like that. He Francis Ford Coppola had them, like, live together like they had to, he wanted the brothers to stay in the house that they were going to be filming in, and and he wanted to see like their com- camaraderie and stuff yeah. like that, and and some of the stuff that they did in the house they ended up using in the final picture, like them cooking in the kitchen and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. They ended up using, but he said it was just a really cool experience. Like, yeah. So he he tells like he he did his whole thing with the outsiders. The one thing that he said about that was he was filming his big scene at the end, and he's like. This is it. I'm I'm emotionally preparing for this, and it's me and Patrick Swayze and oh, C. Thomas yeah. Howell. <sighs> which he said Patrick Swayze was not in that audition process. He didn't have to do all of that that everybody else did. Well, he's way they older than had, those. Yeah, kids. he yeah. was married. Yeah, when they made that movie, right? And so, um, yeah. So anyway, so he's saying it's it's time for my big scene. It's you know raining, and we're I'm doing it. We're filming it. He goes, we did like five different takes, and I like gave it all I had. And it was so good and it was so awesome. And by the end of it, you know, Patrick just looked at me and he's like, you know, you did really good. I'm, that was awesome. This and that. So then Francis Ford Coppola is like, okay, are you ready to do it again for the close up? <laughs> Rob was like mortified. He's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and he goes, there, he goes, there were tons of cameras set up. I had no idea that they needed to get other shots like of just my face or anything else. He goes, I had already given everything that I had to give. And now I have to do it over and I just didn't have it. And he goes, so I tried like a couple of takes and it was horrible. And so then I think, I can't remember who it was, maybe see Thomas Howell or somebody pulled him aside and talked to him and then got him right back on track. And, you know, we, we can do this. We're brothers. We can, you know, like encouraged him and like got him all on his feels again. And so then he was able to do it. I would have been pissed though. With the close up. I've been like, come on. I know. And he goes, and he goes, that's just like the part of, me being totally new at this. This is his first movie. He had yeah. no idea how any of it worked. And like the the so, the socias and the greasers. Yeah. Francis Ford Coppola had them like stay on different floors. He really wanted to keep like the segregation of uh-huh. it and making the movie. And so he said that the the they were doing like a photo shoot and they had like they would they would film the shoot the socias and then the greasers got up to do their photo shoot, and they're all just sitting there. And he said they had a really hard time with keeping some of the local kids because where they shot, you know, wasn't a very like wealthy community. It was, you know, poverty stricken or whatever. They had a hard time keeping some of the local kids away from like the craft services tables and stuff like that oh. that were just out there. And so one of the PAs was there, and the socials were off to the side. The greasers were getting their pictures taken, their group shot, and the the production assistant's like get away get out of here you ragamuffins this is for the talent and ralph macchio goes 
Yeah, because Leif Garrett was one of the socias that was just kind of like addicted to him. He's like, yeah, Leif, did you hear? Leave it for the talent. And they all just start cracking up. And that's the picture that they use for the poster of The Outsiders. That's their group shot after Ralph Macchio made that joke. Oh, Yeah. I got to look that up now. Oh, I have it here in this book. I can show you. Every single dude in that movie, I just, oh, they, that, the casting was on point. Yeah. Well, also what he realized from The Outsiders was... They were doing, they were getting ready to release it. It kept getting pushed back and this and that. It was supposed to be released at Christmas. And then they decided to move it back, which wasn't really a good sign about it. Yeah. So then all they were, all these people were invited to do a, invited to the premiere of it or something like that. And he wasn't. And so, or, or to do a promotion for it. And he wasn't. And he couldn't figure out why. So then he went to a screening of it and realized that all of his big scenes were cut. So in the original Outsiders, he was barely in it. So I watched, they ended up releasing maybe like 20 years later, a director's cut, Uh which is the, that goes more in line with the book. Yeah. And so that's the one that I watched. And I can't remember which version I've ever watched. Now, I think I also bought it on DVD. It's like super nostalgic for me because I read that book and then Uh I watched it in middle school. Oh my God. (laughs) Freaking teen heartthrobs. I know, right? But yeah, I, now I don't remember because I do feel like he wasn't in a lot of that movie. And yeah. Soda Pop is a huge character. Yeah. And that's why that's why he said he really wanted that role. Yeah. And yeah. So then after that, he goes on to make Class, which I had never seen. Never heard of it. Andrew McCarthy, Rob Lowe, uh, John Cusack, Alan Ruck, all of these like kids. Oh, Virginia Ruck. Madsen is in it. All these kids were in it. Um, and it's a it's kind of like a, a play on like The Graduate. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty good. It was all right. All right. I watched it the other day. And then after that, there was a weird one. I think the next one was uh, a hotel in New Hampshire, which was like a super creepy, like it was him, Jodie Foster, a weird, like family weird incest book oh. movie. It was bizarre. Oh. It was bizarre. Okay. No, thank you. It was weird. And then after that was Oxford Blues. Did you see Oxford Blues? No. Oh, that was good too. Never heard of it. He's um, a kid that falls in love, well, idolizes a princess that is is going to Oxford University. And so he like cheats his way into Oxford University and just to find her and try and date her and stuff. So it was good. A little mirror. But he's the, I, he talks in the book about art imitating life because he wanted to meet Princess Stephanie of Monaco. Oh. And he got the opportunity to when he was in London doing a shoot for Oxford Blues, I think, and got to meet her. And he's like, it was like the most surreal thing that ever happened. Damn. But let me just read this to you, please. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm this listening. This is ridiculous. I'm listening. Let me see where I want to start. All right, I'm just going to start from here. So this guy, De Laurentiis, he wants to have a meeting with him. He ends up with an offer because this guy, De Laurentiis, is going to make the movie Dune. Shut up. (laughs) Oh, my God. Why does everything come back to Dune? This is what he says. This is the exact kind of film that takes an actor to the next level. Huge leading man part, giant budget, international appeal, and a built-in fan base for a book that people have been trying to shoot for years. But there are two problems. One, there is no finished script. And two, Dino is demanding a commitment for three sequels. 
It's hard to imagine now as you look at films today, but there was a time when no self-respecting actor would dream of making a sequel. True. Really? Yeah. It was gauche. It was so shamelessly commercial that it simply wasn't done. And don't give me the Godfather 2 example. That was an anomaly. (laughs) Uh. Eventually, the stigma would be scrubbed away by corporate pressure, bottom-line-minded studio presidents, producers needing to keep the lights on, and stars tired of turning down cash while waiting for artistic parts that never came. But as I discussed the offer for Dune and its three sequels on the phone with my agents, it's a real issue. I tabled this discussion and turned to the problem of the non-existent shooting script. While not uncommon, it's never a great sign. (laughs) My agents tell me that I can approve it before I show up for work. I don't have official approval, but they'll work with me. Again, not a great sign. But I'm inclined to roll the dice. The upside on a movie like this is just too big. I just want to circle back to the sequel commitment issue clause, says one of my agents. You will be committing to potentially doing three Dune movies at their option. I've only read the first two books, I say. Anyone read the third? I have, says one of the agents. What do I do in it, I ask. You become a sandworm. (laughs) Ah, spoiler alert. (laughs) I'm sorry. You become a sandworm. A big one. About 300 feet long. What the hell? (laughs) I... I'm a worm in the second sequel, I ask. Not all of you, just your head. It's a long worm-like body. I do think it calls for 300 feet, but it's only your head that would be seen on top of the body. A worm head, for lack of a better description. There's a long silence. Not a huge commitment when you really think about it, as another agent, helpfully. Um, guys, I'm going to have to get back to you, I say, hanging up. As I will do for years, whenever it's crunch time, I need to make a tough call. I take a long walk to think. I agonize over the decision but I just can't get the image of my face on a giant tapeworm out of my head. I know the Italians are world's masters of style, but I doubt even they could pull this off. And I pass. Dune ends up being an embarrassing debacle for all concerned. Yes, <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Good, Good call. call there, Rob. Dune is embarrassing. So he does Clash with Anna McCarthy, Oxford Blues. Then he does Youngblood. Nope. Patrick Swayze, Ooh. which is a hockey movie, oh. which I I couldn't I didn't get to see that one because I couldn't find it anywhere to stream, and that is when he like he goes, I was I was so excited to play it, but one thing I absolutely had no idea how to skate, right. <laughs> and so he had to go through this intensive training program to learn how to skate, play hockey. He went on like a, a health regimen and all this stuff, and he goes, that movie is what taught me how to be healthy and to be regimented and stuff like that and he said so that's what i try to hold to today mm-hmm. oh oh you're doing a fine job rob so then saying almost fire yes my favorite so good he plays the part of billy hicks and he's like i read th- i read this part of billy hicks and i knew that i i wanted it but the director thought <clears throat> i don't know if you're right for that he wanted him to play jed nelson's character which is a little bit more buttoned up Okay. And so he's like, no, I can do it. I can do it. So he showed up to the audition drunk. Nice. With a six pack. Yeah. Just to show him that he could be like this bad boy guy. And he goes, the problem with that was I kind of identified too much with Billy Hicks. And I just kind of took over that persona. And I was that guy for like the next 10 years of my life. Yeah. And so he said things just went in like a downward spiral. He addressed the whole Brat Pack thing. Uh Uh-huh. Which was, the story goes, you know, this reporter wanted to do a piece on Emilio Estevez. And it was supposed to be, you know, Emilio Estevez thought it was, it, the piece was getting a little bit too serious. Because at this point, he was getting into 
directing and producing and stuff like that. So he thought the piece was getting a little bit too serious. So he thought, okay, I'll take the guy for a night out on mm-hmm. town. And so they take him out and he invites some of his friends. He said, we went to the Hard Rock Cafe, which is where we always went and ended up running into more people. More people came. A lot of the people from St. Elmo's Fire, because we just shot that movie, came. And, you know, the guy drank with us. We ate. We had partied. Some guy brought girls. You know, the guy was having a good time, this and that. And then um, put him in a cab, send him home, all as well. And Emil is like, I think that room really well. I think now he just doesn't see me as like this boring stiff of a person. The guy drops the whole piece that he's doing on Emilio and then writes this whole Brat Pack article. And he says, you know, people got really upset and ended friendships. <laughs> it, oh. you know, people blamed Emilio for it. And it was just not a good time. Like people, they didn't see it as a good thing. I don't know. I was listening to the podcast today with him and Andrew McCarthy talking about it. And they're they're saying how it's it, it's so different, like the way that they perceived it, having been a part of it as a way the public perceives it because I perceived it as like, Oh, that's cool. You know, it's a cool gang of friends or whatever. It has this whatever funny name, but who cares? I don't know if that affected like their jobs or getting jobs or roles or anything like that. He said the way that they were portrayed as being these party people, not everybody was like that. It was a night out. Everybody's allowed to blow off steam. And so then it made it difficult for them. And some people really took it to heart. Yeah. So it wasn't just like a name for them. I guess It, it, it took on a whole other life of its own. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought that was just the name of all these people who did a bunch of movies in the 80s. No. They all got lumped into this group based on this one night out, whether they were in it or not. So then he does Animal's Fire, does all that. Then he just goes on like a downward (laughs) spiral. He made a bunch of other movies that I'm like, I do not remember those movies. I watched a couple of them today. Yeah. Um, they're okay. Cause I don't remember any, like, I, I feel like I went from St. Elmo's fire to like Wayne's world. <laughs> oh yeah, Wayne's And then I was like, okay, we're, we're with the, the middle because I remember him either doing Wayne's world or one of them. And it was like, Oh, Rob Lowe's back in, in the action, you know, stuff like that. And so he, he says that he had, um, he ended up doing Saturday night live and realized that he could be funny. He doesn't always have to do like these heavy dramatic roles. And yeah. he really enjoyed being funny. Yeah. And so that's how he met Lauren Michaels. That's how he met, you know, Dana Carvey and yeah. Mike Myers and stuff like that and became friends with them. Yeah. And so he said he got the part in Austin Powers because him and Mike Myers were on the golf course golfing. And he's like, he goes, oh, I've been working on this impression. Let me show you. And he did this impression of Robert Wagner. Stop. Yeah. And Mike Myers was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking funny. And so he like was calling up Lauren Michaels. Like, you got to listen to this. This is so funny. And he's like, do it, do it. <laughs> and so he did it for Lauren Michaels. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. And he goes, and then it was years later that he's like, I have this movie for you. And it's the part where you get to play Robert Wagner, like a young Robert yes. Wagner. And he's like, how weird is that? That like years later, after like this impression that I did, yeah. like it stuck with him. For that long that he wrote this part. That's and so crazy. I know. It was so funny. So, yeah. And then the same with Tommy Boy. Like, he goes, just having the opportunities to do those things. Well, before all that comes, I think the reason why he the parts dried up for a while <laughs> was because of the sex tape. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, his he, little wild party boy days. He made a movie called Bad Influence. Did you see that? No. Oh, it's Never heard of it. That's James Spader. Well, you didn't hear about it, really, because it his whole sex tape thing kind of overshadowed it. Yeah. And so 
ironically it's about a guy that videotapes somebody else having sex <laughs> it's crazy like how oh weirdly like that's connected but anyway so he um he the way he tells it in the book and he just so it goes over it briefly was i was out i was at this club and i wanted to get let in and the bouncer's like i need to see your id and he's like really dude you don't know like who i am or whatever he's like i didn't say it but i, I just looked i'm like really dude he's like sorry it's the rules i gotta see it so he pulls out his ID to show the guy, meets these girls in the club. So didn't even think about yeah. age issue or anything else. Takes them home to the hotel. They have their fun. He leaves the next day or whatever and goes about his life. Well, they have a tape of him. One of the girls was 16. The other one was 25. But See, but if she got in... She had a fake ID. Yeah, but yeah, that's what he was saying. He goes, I wasn't even thinking about asking how old they right, were or anything like that because I met them in the club. That they had right. been asked for their ID. Right. Oh. oh, my God. I feel so bad. So the thing was, like, it was never a thing about releasing the tape. It was more like, or like, you know, releasing it for profit, like Pam and Tommy or anything yeah. like that. Um, it was more about like a, name. a statutory rape type of issue, mm. which, by the way, where the, I think he said that they were, in Oklahoma, I don't know where they were, but the legal age is 14 and whatever at that time was 14. Oh. 18 for videotape. Like if you want to like, oh. yeah. So he, that's where they were going to get him. So her parents sued him. He settled out of court with them. But unfortunately, all the publicity for that overshadowed the Bad Influence movie because it was all coming out at the same time. That sucks. I know. But he still had to go out and promote the movie. So. Yeah. He tried to make light of it, like he they talked they spoof it on SNL. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the stuff. So he just kind of was a very good sport about it. Yeah, but yeah, damn, I know. So that he's like, that's when like kind of the calls offers dry up and this and that. And so then did all of the Wayne's World, the Austin Powers, those movies, Tommy Boy, and then um, he gets the the script for West Wing. And wanted to do it so bad because it was so good. And he actually had to audition for it. He's like, I, I was at the point in my life where I didn't think I was going to have to audition for things. You know, you can look at my history of yeah. thing, my body of work. and But he's like, I'll audition for it. I don't mm-hmm. care. I want it that bad. And then they lowballed his offer for the West Wing. And he's like, I don't care. He goes, I want to do it that bad. Yeah. I mean, who knows how long it's going to last or whatever. So all of the stars in the West Wing took really low offers like the first year. And then everybody renegotiated up, but they wouldn't renegotiate up for him. I know. Dicks. I know. Wow. Right? Fucking so I think he was. I think he was on that show for four years and then finally just had enough and left. See? But. This is exactly why I didn't watch West Wing. Fuck y'all. I know. I know. I know. So then um, then he did, ended up doing more television, like Parks and Rec, and now he's on that 911 Lone Star or whatever. But Yeah. So he met his wife like on a blind date and then they were friends and then bad influence. She was the makeup artist on that. And that's like, so she had just met him all that, or they just started like dating again and all that sex stuff came out. Oh no. And so then that kind of put the kibosh on that. So after he was done promoting bad influence, they went on a trip. The studio paid for him to go on a trip and he took her with him. And he's like, it was nice. We were just in Fiji away from everybody. We, We fell in love they um he told her on that trip that he loved her and then they came back and then he cheated on her like right out out the get cheated on her and so she's like listen she goes i i really like you but 
maybe this isn't a good time for us. Yeah. She goes, I think timing is everything. And I think that maybe we should just stay friends for right now until you can figure everything out. It's not a good time. Yeah. And so then he went into rehab. And then after rehab, he's been sober ever since. They got back together. They've been together ever since. Made two hot sons. Yeah. That I'm going to marry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write love letters to them. Yeah. I love him so much. Rob Lowe. He can do no wrong in my eyes. That's why I couldn't watch the sex tape. <laughs> I feel like I know him now. <laughs> See, I watched it so long ago. I forgot even how I heard about it. And I was like, nuh-uh. And then I watched it. Like, I will never get the, like, image of his butt clenching as he's thrusting out oh of my, my god! I will never get it out of my head. Well, I mean, he you can see it in movies, like, when he's having sex in movies and stuff. Like, well, yeah. I saw it. The butt clenching. I saw it. I can never get it out of my head. <laughs> so funny. Yes. Ew. I know. I know. That's my that story. was a good one. I wanted to read that one. I have it for another two weeks if you want to read it. Maybe. I want to read that one just because I saw it online and I was like, you know what, though? That's that's more you. That was a good I one for you. I know. I know it. I think class was on Tubi. Okay. And that New Hampshire fucked up one was on Tubi. I don't know if I want to watch that. It was weird. St. Right. Almost Fire. That's my homework. <laughs> yes, because it's so good. I was going to say, also... We could just make it another part of our movie series, watch it together like okay. we did. We've been, I've had several people tell me that they like that format and they like us doing that. Okay. So I was like, okay, good to know, good to know. Well, are they going to give us movie suggestions? Well, that one we'll just do. But okay, yeah, so we're, we're doing St. Elmo's Fire for sure for our next movie one. Okay, we got to do that. Seen it. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right, let's get filming. I got musk in the eye. Nice pants. Check. Check. Check one. Okay. Check. Bye. <laughs> Ew. So how was your show? Your first show? This is the first show you guys have done in yeah, several yeah. I weeks. I long-winded because I'm not used to doing podcasting anymore. Oh, I have no. a lot of different topics. I've been saving up. We got to talk about a lot of things with you. <laughs> So I, I don't get to cover my topic. That's okay. I don't. What things we have to talk about? Like first, how do you not know what you can and cannot bring to an airport? Oh, that was one of my <laughs> topics. That Security. Me, that was a that was a seventy five probably these days seventy five dollar knife. That sucked. Okay, who's telling this story? There's nothing to tell. I, oh. I had a pocket knife in my breast pocket. Going through airport going security. Through a three-inch pocket knife, not a small one, and I got it confiscated. It was a mm-hmm. very nice case knife. It was good. How at 48 years old did you do that? You know, I'm ashamed of it because... You should be. I should have remembered it was <laughs> in my breast pocket because that's where it always is. So I was really bummed. It's really a, it's really a sad story. It's not. I was going to wrap myself out, though, to the public here. Like, I got a free knife. He was really cool. He's like, yeah, it's a nice knife. I'm like, yeah, give it to your son. How do you know if he even had a son? I didn't. I just took a shot. Oh. I was hoping not to get some sort of ticket or anal cavity search at that point. I hope you did. You deserve it for I didn't. I didn't get for one. For that. It was, it, was, it was nice. 
I got texted while you all were still at the airport. Guess what Josh did? I'm like, I'm not even surprised. That's not good. good. And you know if I would have done that, you would have ripped me a new asshole. Me too. Oh, totally. I I deserve. You know, just the difference is I'm not fighting back. I do believe you gave me a hard time about that time that I had the bullets in my purse when I didn't know I had them. No, you just blamed it on me like you do for everything. Well, they were your bullets. Exactly. (laughs) Duh. That's right. They were my bullets and, and my 30 shot clip. Which you can't really find those these days. So. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What else do we have to talk about? About me? Um, you posted a really, really nice vacation picture. <laughs> oh, the rape scene? Did you guys not talk about that oh, yet? No, not yet. We waited for you, but not that. Not that yet. <clears throat> what okay. Thing? I didn't talk. You posted a really nice vacation <laughs> picture. about the one where Joe made fun of me? Yes, yeah. that's oh, what we're yeah. talking about. And then Joe was like, hey, I can't Josh. smile on command. <laughs> I found picture of you and we're gonna have to post it on the we're pro- gonna have to do a side by side the instagram, on instagram. Page you're gonna have to I, it is spot on I cannot. It, it looks just like you i don't know how he dug that up but he did <laughs> it was the funniest thing and i don't have facebook so kayla was like you have to see this and we, we got to dance class and she pulls out facebook and i was like oh my god i thought i was gonna pee myself uh, so so did back too, yeah. Joe gets a huge kudos. Joe for that. is a good man. I think <laughs> Joe's in Hawaii. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen pictures of him. Oh my god! Yeah, we have to post that. It's yeah. it was spot funny. On. Yeah. Why don't you smile? I can't smile on command. I never have been able to. He was a kid. That's so dumb. That yes, is- you can. You choose not to. Uh, if you look at my kid pictures, I didn't know how to do it either. Just not a smile. You, no, just- it's not. It, you are not using the right words. You can smile. You're choosing not to. Yeah. No. I'm confused. How yeah. can you just I not? I just can't do it. <laughs> You're such a liar. I, I look at all my pictures. You'll never see me smile. Say, I don't want to do it. Not I can't. Yeah. Why don't you get more angry? Why Let's don't you do use that. the proper words? <laughs> Let's get angry. <laughs> Why don't you use nothing. the proper words? Spin ourselves up out of anger. Oh, my God. Use proper are words. Here, <laughs> Why don't you get more angry? That yeah, was funny. That's good. That's good stuff. Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> this is what I live with every day. Oh, whatever. Uh, it was a good trip, though. I was we just about to say, you guys just spent a nice week and together. We did get the lizard rape scene in, which was cool. Oh, my gosh. That was the best <laughs> it was video. crazy. Yeah. I got that at work, and I was like, what's happening? What <laughs> is happening? It was a good trip with a lot of sleep. We, we probably were in bed. Every night, my time. can I tell the story? No. Yes. Oh, my too much yeah. to drink night. Yes. Oh, I had. I didn't even realize how much I had to drink until we had to bike okay, ride. Okay, I home. get to tell it. I get to tell it. You didn't tell it on the podcast. Yeah, oh, this is good. I heard about this. <laughs> so it's our second to last night there, and we went to the nice restaurant for dinner, and Bogey and McCall's. Yes, I order a cocktail. Josh gets a glass of wine because I was having duck. But the thing is, when you order wine, they never let your wine glass empty. So he's drinking, and any time his wine gets maybe like a half an inch in the bottom, they keep pouring. So he had a shit ton of wine. Because I'm trying, I'm sitting there with my drink, and it was uh, an old-fashioned, and it was really good. Yeah. And I said, you should have some of this. I don't know why. You love whiskey. I don't know why you won't. He's like, he's just sitting there staring at me. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? I actually, well, I was not belligerent, you belligerent. In, the, in the restaurant. So the thing with this place is every bungalow gets two bicycles. So we had, we rode our bikes. I hiked, hiked up my skirt and my heels. And I rode the bike to dinner because I want to walk in heels. Yes. Rode the bikes to dinner. Riding the bikes home. Josh almost crashes into me. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Wobbly. 
So then <laughs> we, get in, we get inside and Wobbly. we get ready for bed. And we had oh, our two, yeah. they, we had two queens. So he slept in the far bed and I slept in this bed because, okay, what? Why are you all in separate beds? I, I like to snore and I like to move around yes, a lot. Yes, a bed. lot. I rip sheets off at night. And I like to sleep diagonally. Yeah. <laughs> You're side by side, Angela. Okay, yeah. we're going to cut, we're going to circle back to that. Go ahead. Brady anyway, bunch. So then, so we, we throw on the TV, we're ready for bed, whatever. Josh immediately starts snoring on his back. Like the, oh, yeah. like drunk snoring. Straight up. Like oh, yeah. so loud. Saw on logs. I had to wake him up like three times. And anytime I went over to wake him up, I'm like, Josh, stop it. <laughs> he opens his eyes and just looks at me like wide-eyed. Like, <laughs> like doesn't say anything, but it's like, he's like, he doesn't know who I am. Like, he's just like staring at me and I'm like, roll over. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So then I'm middle of the night, whatever, <laughs> and he's snoring. I'm like, oh my god! And I said, Josh, you need to roll over. <laughs> All of a sudden, Josh starts yelling at me. <laughs> Don't remember this at all. <clears throat> Shut up, whore! <laughs> and I've never called my wife a bitch or a whore to her face, of course. But you were just I'm mortified that I would do that. Like, you just kept saying. Never ever done that. <laughs> Wine it was drunk, the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Wine drunk is yeah. a different drunk for I you. I guess so. I guess so. Don't even know. So then I'm sleeping, and then all of a sudden I hear him get out. I'm thinking, okay, he's going to the bathroom or something. Then he goes to the patio door, opens the door, and goes outside. I'm like, what? The? I think I went outside <laughs> to hose it down. You did, because I got up and I I go out there. <laughs> coming up the stair and again that same wide <laughs> like i'm like what are you doing you're like <laughs> frozen staring at me and i'm like get inside and you're like huh. so then you walk inside and then he like runs and like dives into his bed like he's five years old crazy yeah you peed outside you're he peed lucky outside you had a private little patio well, the, i'm lucky know. you didn't go out front that's what i'm saying what if yeah. what if you're you came home a sex offender uh there are no children there, so I would have been okay on that. No, no, you can still flash somebody and be. Oh like, yeah, that could have happened. Yeah, that could have happened. Yeah, you could have yeah. came home on the list. I'm could've. glad you didn't hose anything else down, though. No, so that was a. Uh, oh that my was God. my. That was the one bad night. Wasn't that bad? You, that was the best. Hey, you're oh. on vacation. I so wish I would have recorded it. You're on I, vacation, uh, whore. I know that. That was good though. So that precipitated. <laughs> I did not have a drop to drink the next day. I'm like, no. I'm done. I cut gonna, off. No, I was gonna. Yeah. Oof. Cut yourself off. Cut myself off. Back to Coke. That was the best. That's awesome. So wine. I usually drink a lot of wine, but I think I drank a lot, a lot of wine. No, you had at least a bottle that night Holy at dinner, moly. which isn't in that much for me. But it was in addition to like all the, the cocktails you had drinks. had. Oh my goodness! It was a good time. I wish you would have recorded that too. I know, right? Shut up, whore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's how I speak to her. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Uh, okay, so do you have a topic now? I have a couple. Now, we're recording two tonight, so just keep that in mind. All right, so I'm going to talk about some things in the airport that I saw <sighs> that were disturbing. Look, I don't care if you want to be fucking Sweet Family Robinson and carry 18 ski fucking Family bags. Robinson, ski? not Sweet. Yeah, Ski, ski. Family <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> And carry 18 fucking bags of luggage plus your skis and your ski poles. Oh I God. get that. You know, everybody's got to, you know, pack their shit. 
But when you get to the airport and everybody else is waiting in line behind you, you should have your shit high and tight. No more like checking your pockets. No more, oh, which one did you put the ski poles in, honey? You should fucking know that. Yeah. Because we're all waiting. So we had to wait behind Ski Family Robinson. And then lady who doesn't know how to fucking work to register. So the one lady, just not the register, but the, the computer. I, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? You check a thousand people in a day and you just suddenly forgot how to do it on Ski Family Robinson. Oh my God. I love that they have a name. They annoyed the living <laughs> shit. I mean, then it gets better. So then I'm sitting there fuming and then I watch a lady bend over to tie her 10 year old son's shoe. <laughs> no, it was a guy. It was a guy. Dad. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. Tell your boy to tie his own fucking shoe. I, what are you doing? What are you teaching this kid? You, what, your kid can't bend over? It's not like the kid was laying down with stuff. Now, to be Ridiculous. fair, you don't know. Maybe the kid has special needs. I was just going to say look. that. No, I was watching before I let my not anger blow. Not everybody boil. looks like it. He was capable of tying a shoe. We don't know. He was fully fucking capable. I was disappointed. Disappointed. I, Here's you know what, what you need to know about Josh. He is the most impatient person in the world. Yes. Well, no, and he better. wants to make sure that everybody knows about it. If your kid can't tie his shoes, and even if he has some special needs, get him slip-ons. Yeah. There we go. You need to you need to teach Boom. a kid to be self-sufficient. Boom. It starts with fucking shoe tying. Yeah. Probably before that, but get, still. Or get Velcro. That's embarrassing. It embarrasses you enough to learn to tie your shoes. That's a good point. Yeah. It's a strong, strong point. Yeah. Then, when we're at the airport. <laughs> Kids are horrible. I know. <laughs> I get it that you want to not check bags because, you know, that takes longer at the airport. I get it for yeah. the one or two day trip. But if you're going to basically carry on enough luggage for six weeks onto the plane so that nobody else can... It just, it just seems like people don't really care that really it's only one for you and one for somebody else. And when you bring everything on, somebody's going to get piped. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't appreciate that. Usually they make you check it at the, the gate now. Yeah. Yeah. They tag that shit real quick. I, we don't. We always check because mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with it. But on top of that, we sit in the first class so we'd have ample luggage, you know, to put up there. Yeah. I've had pro problems before where I don't, I check my bag and then my briefcase I would put up above. Because I'm 6'2", and when I'm sitting in coach, I don't want to try to jam my fat feet up under, you know, it's not going to work. And I've had the stewardess, this is on business trips here, sir, can you put it? No, I can't. I paid to check my luggage so that I would have leg room. I, I can't put yeah. it down. I just I just don't think it's fair. Uh, and she's, she's been she's been cool. She's like, yeah, I said, that's it. I, everybody that's it. gets a little spot. I, I took up less than everybody else. I, I shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to be cramped. Wow. Tommy fucking two-pack back there is trying to jam it in. <laughs> No, I resist. Here's what I'm saying about Josh, though. He is the most impatient, and like I said, he'll make sure everybody around him knows. I'm impatient with idiots. Like, I get but it. If Josh, somebody got smoked listen, in the face by a baseball, like, while they were trying to check in and went down hard, I wouldn't be like, get up, you fucking pussy. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I feel like you would. It's that guy's fault. Somebody just hit him with a baseball in the airport. He couldn't have seen that coming. But if you get to the front counter and you're still, like, you know, running around like, eh, 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 yeah. there's a line behind you. Yeah, you're out. You're already in my, my bad issue, book. My issue, my issue was with the people that were working there. Everybody, the lady, the lady was an idiot. Josh, yeah, you don't know what was happening with the computer system. You don't mm. know what was happening. You have no idea what was happening. I don't. Okay, here's my thing. I'm waiting. Let me hear your thing. I'm. I see both sides. <laughs> Because I'm also an impatient person, and I feel like when you're at the airport, you know what's going on. It has but not you, changed. Do you the really think that she same. wanted to be in that position? Do you really think that that lady was saying, 
I'm going to fuck all these people right in the ass and I'm going to go as slow as possible and I'm going to have issues with my no. system. I'm going to do this. You no. really think that that's what she was trying to do? My issue's not with her. It's with the people who aren't prepared, who have shit in their pockets that they're trying yes, to get out. Yes, the family I get. That right. shit, I don't So we like. all do agree that Ski Family Robinson is a group of fucking turds. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't they know what the shit? issue was. This is the thing. I don't See? know what the issue was. Their kids were teenagers. Yeah. It's not like they were little. This isn't like some poor mother trying to move and harvest, you know, carry two babies with her. But we're in Sky Priority. And so, of course, Josh is like, well, this doesn't feel very Sky Priority. Oh my god! I'm like, By the good way, lord, it dude. Did not feel sky priority at all. Do you I, know how much find, of a douche you sound like right now? I find all this funny now, but if I was with you, I would have totally walked away and be like, I don't know this guy, right? Totally Which is how I feel. And so I sit there. I'm like, where the fuck do you have to be right now? Why are you in such a hurry? Where do you have to be? I like to everybody get to the next is in stage the same as line. Possible, so I can wait. Yeah, what the hell? I yeah, you just you get a rush to go sit and wait I somewhere. I do, I do. And so then he's like, he complains about everything, and then we get to the the fucking security. He's like, oh yeah, I have a knife in my pocket. <laughs> yes, <laughs> who's the fucking idiot now? I yeah, did. I did. see again. I, I think my wife's very angry right now. Well, I'm that just was saying funny it doesn't and dumb. Yeah. The whole thing with the kids shit though, like if you and you got all your kids shit, and then you're like, oh. okay, Johnny, where's your passport and all this other garbage? Here's my it. thing: Why do you need to take kids? your own skis? Why can't you just rent your own fucking skis there? Good I did point. see a family, and I just told myself they were moving, so they had there was this family, and they had two little ones. I'm thinking like two to three, you know, maybe one's two, one's four. Yeah, and they're going onto the plane, so they got two car seats, uh, a carry on a piece. So there's four carry-ons yeah. and two car seats. And the dad, like I could see, I don't want to like, ch- ch- you know, check the car seat just in case like it doesn't show up because then you're kind of fucked. No, like they that. should check him at the gate. So they put him right, right. under the And yeah. the dad walking down the aisle is laden down like a mule. Like he's like a farm animal mule. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm watching his dad, I'm thinking, that guy's fucking miserable right now. <laughs> yeah. He's just slobbering down like, yeah. uh, then the poor lady behind him is like trying to control the kids and I thought, this doesn't feel like much of a vacation Dude, for them. My I heart actually saying, went out to them. Like, I I don't have kids, so obviously, like, my opinions are a little different. But for people who have kids, I don't care if you want to travel with them, make sure they shut the fuck up on the plane and you have your shit together when you're going through security and all that shit. Nobody wants to wait on your kids. That's all I'm saying. This is why we go to child-free resorts. Yep. Like we don't have children there for that yep. exact reason. Yep. But you know, I didn't see any bad behavior. Of course, they had a, there was no kids in first class, though. So. Yeah. No, there weren't. Like, uh, you know, if I got a crying baby next to me, I don't get mad. Cause it's no. not, I mean, what's going to be done? Well, okay, <clears throat> crying baby is one thing because you can't control. But letting your kid run around a plane is another it's, thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's when they get older and it's shut them up. They're kicking seats and yes. doing yeah. bullshit. Set them the fuck down. Nobody wants to deal with your kid. Yeah. Luckily, we did not have that. I did have one more. Uh, okay, I have plenty it. more topics, but I want to talk about the snake bite on the dick scene. Oh, I was watching Jackass. I have. Oh. I couldn't watch. I, was, I, was, I felt like throwing up. Did I had to you leave see that one? No. So basically, I don't even what know it is. what it was. This is the new Jackass? I don't know if there were teeth no, in that snake. I think this is Jackass too. Oh, yeah, that I, I, never saw I saw it, it probably years ago. Did yeah. It? I rewatched them all. On. on so here I, we I had to we talk about, about it. Okay, no, so basically the bit was yeah, it was called Puppet Show. <laughs> so I think I can't remember who it was that was know. in there. Uh, Chris Pontius, I think it was. Yeah, um, he had a little mouse thing, a mouse costume on his dick. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. had the snake in the aquarium. And then they had like a glory hole into the aquarium. And they had a string tied to the end of his dick. Oh, and so he God. put his dick in the hole. And then they were maneuvering the string oh, to God. make it look like the mouth. And the snake bit it. The snake hit it. Several times. Uh. <laughs> Almost made me. I, 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 I can't <laughs> eat. Josh was going to pass out. He's like, I'm physically ill. I have to get out of here. <laughs> I, just, I just can't believe he did it. Yeah, why it's would you? I'm assuming it was a fangless snake because is no, I don't know. Enough money in the world that someone could pay you to do that? If it didn't have teeth, I don't sure, know, you know, a couple million. He dollars, didn't seem too bothered by it afterwards. No, nah, it couldn't. Know. It couldn't have had like teeth and like puncturing I holes. I think there was blood. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that part. I leave the room. Like, oh. oh, sick! I just, I'm gonna have to rewatch it and see. Dude, I, know, I, can't, the, I don't can't like snake. I don't like snakes either. Terrify me. And, and if it came anywhere near any of my body parts, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" I do yeah. have uh, one more for this. Just one question. Okay. So, found out that today there is only one way to date, and it's computer dating. So the I remember That's when, not the only way. So this is what somebody was telling me. That I, when I was younger, like that's when you and I were like, that was when like it first started. Mm-hmm. And you're like, nah, only fucking losers do that, right? Yeah, losers and murderers. Yeah. And now, so there's a younger person in the office that I was asking, and they're like, yeah, that's the only way to do it now. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, no, nah, that's, you know, that's everybody does it. Like, no, they're like, Josh, 95% of the population does, you know, dates or some sort of let the computer match you up, whether it's mm-hmm. swipe left, swipe right, or DM or whatever. Yeah, or match up. And I was like, are you serious? And, and uh, yeah. So I have a question. Uh-huh. Is that true? Yeah. I Is mean, it really 95% of... I mean, you could still go out and try and meet people, but if you go up to somebody, like, they're going to think you're a weirdo, I feel like, if you just start trying to chat it up with people at a bar. Why? I don't know. So that's every, all. That's my generation now. is so like oh, don't, people don't talk to me. So it's that, that whole. Weird. That, so you're saying it's got to be a computer. I don't know if it has to be. I wouldn't care. Some people are cool. I if someone came up to me at a bar and started chatting it up with me, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. I don't mind talking to people. <laughs> Please talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Nobody will talk to. Nobody me. talks to me. So is that so? You need to poll some of your friends. I need to know I if that's know. true. I think like a lot of my friends that are single have been online dating or are online dating. Have at least tried online dating. Like everyone's done it. Amazing. I think that's a generational thing too. Like yeah. I think people that are our age that are single are still doing that, but they are also still going to bars and yeah. meeting people as well. Yeah, I go to bars and stuff. Like I went out the other night to the Magic Stick, but like I was with a group but of that people. That was like a dance thing. Well, yeah, but there's still like a bar and stuff. But there's did you talk to anybody that was not outside? Of see, your group? and that's the thing. Nobody's. I'm not gonna go up to somebody because. Did you dance? Yeah, <laughs> sure did. What style of dance did you do? Um, I was it your R and B, your ska. No, oh. it wasn't ska. <laughs> Slam dancing. The, it was. It's like techno music, and I liked to shake my booty. Uh. Also, <laughs> a lot of times you're just kind of like feeling it. You're just kind of like just moving. It. Are you bouncing? Sure. 
It, that reminds me of that. Uh, I meant bouncing in the sense of did you take ecstasy? Oh no, no. And whirl around. No, those toilet, I did not lights. do that. I wish. It just reminds me of that episode of, water. of Sunny I in Philadelphia, where that guy in the did diaper. You, right. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like. It's what it's like, but did you not wear with a the drugs. Full body green leotard. No, I wish okay. I was green man. So. Wait a minute, you went out on a work night dancing? Yeah. What is this? I know. It was a Friday night, but Friday she had to work night, on Saturday. But they forced me to work, so I was like, hey, I'm not missing out. No, no, I'm going to go party out and ram the shit out of stuff with my fork truck tomorrow. I, yeah. How many things did you destroy with your Nothing. fork truck? Nothing. I'm a highly trained professional, man. It's not what I heard. It's not what I heard. <laughs> Sunny. So, anyway, let me just. Did you just call me Sunny? No. Yeah, I, I heard it. Started a word off. So, you know, mm-hmm. this is recorded, so. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I do have other topics but I'm going to save them I just want to talk about teaser mayonnaise oh nice I love mayonnaise saving shares at the resort I got a lot to talk about oh, fucking saving shares at the resort uh, I got a lot to say about saving I'm saving people. anything <laughs> I got a lot to talk about it not happy Wait, and so- the fact that I am now a hero because I fixed a washing machine hero Oh, oh my Don't god! Don't talk about it yet because these are big topics. Hero saving chairs could take me two hours. Okay, well I'm gonna be on that bandwagon too for sure. Yeah. So the Better dating thing—is right that it? You just didn't know about the online dating thing? I wanted to talk about it. And you, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I don't know about this. Uh, I think everybody knows except for Josh. Well, you guys don't date. Well, yeah, you don't have to date, so you don't. No, know. but I know people that are single. I know that it's out there. I don't know anybody yeah. that's single than you. Thanks. People I Thanks. Work with. Well, well, that really didn't. I didn't start this as insult, but I got with. that in there pretty good. Yeah, didn't great. I? So, all your uh, single people at work, and you're not thinking about hooking me up? Uh, oh, I could really stab you in the heart now. They're all younger than you. Oh, burn. <laughs> That's awesome. That slid right uh, in there. Yeah. Like, how much younger, though? It's a cannabis company. They're just a bunch of young kids. They don't know any better. Like, all the older people are, are Like, how young? Like, yeah, like, early 20s? Yeah, mid-20s. That's okay. I don't know. See, Jasper's on my side. thought you were 32. Yep. 25. Anything lower than 25, you're kind of... I look like Cougar. I'm 25. Uh, Cougar. I look like I'm 25. I do, but you're, you're stepping in, on in me. reality a cougar. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that whole pedophile thing you have to worry about. So no, <laughs> a 25 year old. I'm I know, pedophile? but I don't want you saying. Well, I thought he was 25, and it turns out he was 16. I don't need to Rob hear Lowe, about that. Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob Lowe. yeah, I don't need that kind of stuff. So Sweet let's just Jesus. keep you on the 25 and up crowd. We did talk about how Rob Lowe dodged a bullet. Not doing Dune. <laughs> yes. Yep. He turned that shit down. I don't. I don't think you dodged a bullet at all, Rob Lowe. He did I that don't. first Dune was a doozy. Yep. He dodged a bullet. All right. I'm gonna let you guys do your second show. All right. Later, yeah. loser. At some point, pack for my trip. By Greg Luganus. Are you getting impatient with us? Is that why no. you're ready to end it? No. Um, 